excited about this topic. Um, as I was preparing it, I was giving, getting even more excited. Um, and I think it's really going to be uh, beneficial to you all. So uh, I, I hope you feel the same after we, we go through it. And, and, and simply, I want to discuss how we or what our scholars grades tell us about their habits. And, um, you know, now that I've been at peak for almost uh, a year and a half, almost, <laughs> um, I've, I've definitely been able to use uh, each semester as um, a learning point, if you would, or a data point uh, to inform what the realities are uh, for our scholars. Um, and I think this is a really important topic for many of the mentors because um, you need as many tools as possible to determine how to how best to support your scholar. Um, and some of you who are, you know, just entering to into your mentor scholar relationship. So you may be a freshman and even some of our sophomores, the relationship may still feel new. And that's OK. I do want you to know that it takes years to develop. Um, and most of our scholars, if not all of them, aren't really the types to open up freely without a little pressing about their academic challenges. And we all know what usually happens. We'll ask them, you know, how, how are things going in school or, you know, how you're doing? And, and many of our scholars will do the same one word, non-descriptive answer. They'll be like, it's good. OK. Or or I'll say, hey, how, how's school going? And they'll say to me, I'm working on it. Uh, but that that usually doesn't give me much information on how they're actually doing and how I can best support them. Um, and I, I'm, I'm very sure that that is a reality for you. Um, and honestly, it's a harsh reality um, because majority of the scholars actually need to answer those questions with more with more description. We need to actually know how they're doing because many of our scholars are walking through the doors of Holy Trinity at a disadvantage. Right. They're, they're walking through the door, not necessarily prepared to succeed in high school. And I know that sounds harsh. Um, but it's the type of student that we look for. We're looking for the C student who has the potential, who has the grit, but they need our support. They need tools to succeed. Um, and, and I know we've had students who walk through the door. They don't know how to study. They don't know how to organize their lockers. I mean, if you would go to your to Holy Trinity and look in your scholar's locker, oh, my goodness. Um, they don't know how to use their agenda, you know, right out. And it usually takes the first two years for them to get uh, a handle of those things. I know we had a student uh, last year who um, he, he, he didn't know how to do any of those things, right? And we spent a lot of the first year just building uh, very basic executive functioning skills and making sure that he understood how to take notes in class and why it's important to write down what homework assignment is due and when it's due. And once he began to do those simple things, we saw his grades rise uh, substantially, substantially. Um, so just know it takes work and, and, and it's going to be um, a, as we say, a marathon and not a sprint. <laughs> So I, I guess the next question would be, so how can you help your scholars succeed in high school? Is that, and it's an important question. Um, one way, and this is the one that we're going to focus on today, and I think it is probably the most beneficial with how your relationships develop, is you have to promptly um, monitor their grades, right? You really have to use uh, Schoology in those quarterly grade reports um, as kind of like the second parent, because they will tell you more 
about what's going on at school, then sometimes the parents can even tell you. Um, and, 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 and the data there will really, really help you be able to target what type of uh, conversations you might want to be having with your scholar. Uh, for example, before the call, I, I took some time to just do a little research on our top performing scholars and our lower performing scholars and to just look at a few things uh, when it comes to the behaviors in school. And all of this information was in Schoology. For example, our high performing scholars, many of them, I would dare say almost 90% of them have perfect attendance. That means they have not missed a day of school all first semester. Um, and then usually, I think there was only two of them, and I'm talking about students who have a 3.25 and above, there was only one or two of them that had a tardy. They had one tardy for the entire semester. Um, but here to me is the, the real game changer for this type of student. This type of student turns in 95% of their assignments, which means that if they have homework due, they turn in the homework. If they have a project due, they turn in their uh, projects. Uh, but then I took a look at some of our lower performing scholars who you know, tend to float between below 2.5 and 2.0, right? Um, and the behaviors, uh, I mean, they, they, they kind of speak for themselves. Majority of our low performing scholars are missing a lot of assignments in Schoology. Um, they, they, they have multiple tardies, I mean, above five, sometimes six, seven, eight for certain classes. Uh, some of them have multiple absences. Um, so they're missing a school for whatever reason. Some may be sick, some have family issues. And then sometimes we, we have students both that are Peak Scholars and Holy Trinity students that just don't come to school some days and then we have to uh, intervene and figure out what's going on. Um, and then another thing that I noticed about the, our lower performing scholars is that many of them are struggling to get a higher grade on their test and their quizzes. And the question that I think you have to ask yourself is what does all of that information tell you about their habits? How can that information help you help them in a way, right? I remember being in college. Um, I went to a small, historically black college um, in Huntsville, Alabama. And I, I want to emphasize small because we had, you know, a great proximity, if you would, to the college president. Uh, we only had about 2,000 students. And um, I was a leader on the campus. And the president would set up meetings on Wednesdays. He called them walk-up Wednesdays with uh, the students, um, student leaders on the campus. So I would have these monthly meetings with the college president about how my club was doing. And I remember one day telling him that I had a, a student or a peer who wanted to help me lead my club, right? Um, but he told me he had went to Juilliard online and I was laughing because I didn't know if Juilliard actually offered an online uh, program and I had felt like he was lying to me. So I said, I don't know what to do um, because I feel like he's lying, but I don't want to tell him he's lying. And he said something to me that really um, has stuck with me for a lot of years. He says, Anthony, um, you must learn that in leadership, you have to be believe what people show you and not what they tell you. Right. And and I think the same thing is true for our scholars. Right. We got to believe what they show us and not necessarily what I, what they tell us. And, and that's not because our scholars are bad people or anything like that. It's because they're teenagers. Right. And sometimes they don't want to deal with the heat um, that may come with, you know, 
a person that cares with that cares for them, you know, really saying you you've got to do better. Um, and I think that your 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 students academic performance may tell you more um, about what's really happening in school um, rather than what they're telling you what's happening in school. So my recommendations would be this. Right. I think we have to use Schoology. And if anyone's having issues with Schoology, please let me know. I know for our freshman class, we had some some issues for some of the scholars with their codes, and I'm still waiting to get some of those. Um, hopefully, I'll, I'll get them by the end of the week. Um, but for those who do have the Schoology information, I want you to know that in Schoology, it really has a lot of information that you can check on your own about your scholar. You can check their attendance, um, and it will literally show you which days um, your scholar was not only late, but absent. It'll, it'll show you the time that they walked into class. Um, and, and, if you're, and if you're a stickler like I am on certain students sometimes, if I see that they were late um, for a class or I, I see that they missed the class, I usually try to go and find them in the halls that same day and ask them, where were they? You know, why weren't they in class? Um, it, it has information about their grades and not only can you see the grade that a scholar has, but if you're paying really close attention, you'll be, able, you'll be able to see what types of assignments your scholar is not doing well with. And I think this is really, really important. If your scholar, for example, is not doing well on quizzes and tests, then it isn't that that for me will tell me a few things. But one, it'll say they may be struggling with this specific class, but two, it may also speak to uh, their study habits and how well uh, they're doing or not doing when it comes to preparing to take these tests and quizzes. So if you notice that they, they're getting two out of tens and, and one out of sevens, which are really, really low grades and will weigh their GPA down, I would challenge you to ask them about how do they study and where do they spend their time studying? And if they even need help with preparing how to study, many of them will will probably say, yes, they do. Um, another thing that you can can check is their homework. Right. Um, th and to me, this really lends itself to discipline and after school time management. Um, if the scholar is not turning in their homework and you'll be able to see it in Schoology, um, you can you can ask them, hey, what do you do after school? Do you go hang out with your friends? Are you doing an extracurricular activity? And we can use that information to determine if we have a scholar that's not turning in assignments, but they're on a basketball team, they're on a soccer team, that we may need to have them not do that until they can show us that they can do both, right? Um, or we may need to make sure that they go spend time in Mr. Morales' uh, classroom um, after school and, 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 and get the homework done before they go out and socialize because for some of our scholars at home may be a distraction, may be hard for them to focus. And then for others, it just may be as soon as they walk in the door, they want to play video games. You know, I've been on both sides of it. Um, and then lastly, missing classwork. Now, classwork, I think, is really important to pay attention to because it's usually the easiest thing our scholars can do, like class participation, doing an, an in-class study guide or something like that. That really has to do with, are they focused in class? Uh, maybe their friend circle. Who are they sitting next to? And if you notice that a scholar is struggling and turning in their classwork and you see that on the Schoology, I want to implore you to contact me directly because I can go straight to the teacher. 
or go straight to the class they're sitting in and just watch, right? And, and make a recommendation and say, hey, maybe you need to sit here or ask the teacher if they wouldn't even mind moving them. Um, and we've had that happen with scholars who have come and, and admitted that, yeah, I, last year I wasn't doing well because of my friends. I really had some friends who were class clowns or they, you know, we were always talking or they were a distraction to me. So this semester, I'm not going to sit with them. And as soon as they changed their location in class and, you know, their friend circle a bit, we saw their grades go up. Um, so to kind of put a bow on all of this, I know I've shared so much information. Um, I think this is important for you in trying to be as impactful and effective as you can. Now, I say this to you, all, uh, to, to mentors all the time. I don't want you to just be the 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 school or academic mentor. Right. Um, but I do think school is important. I, I think you have to use this information and imbalance it because we don't want the scholar to avoid you because they feel like every single time they meet with you that they're talking about school. But I want you to be strategic. Right. And if you know you're talking to them maybe once or twice a week, um, then maybe on that first conversation, you don't talk about school and it's just about them and what you look forward to do next when the next I mean, when you all get together for the next time. And then on that next call or that next text message exchange or that next meetup, whatever the case may be, then you can kind of talk about school and, and, and say and, and use your own story. Right. And your challenges um, when you were in grade school and how you overcame. Um, I think that is going to lend itself to building a really organic and balanced relationship. But most of all, uh, my prayer is that it will really, really help our scholars succeed um, and, and really kind of start making that turn to being B and A students um, by the time they graduate from Holy Trinity. So that's all I got for you. Um, so I'm going to open it up, uh, open up the floor for any questions, any thoughts.